Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hey again, everyone. Darren Javag here with Clean Break, the podcast. I'm back in the saddle again. My my co-host, Tina Murray, is not with us today. However, we're going to keep on trucking. Um, so today's episode, uh, I'm Darren Javag, obviously. And today on today's episode, we have uh, Curtis Murray, right? Tina's son, yeah. Tina's son, right? If you notice the last name, uh, Murray, obviously, um, there is a relationship there. So uh, maybe Kurt, we look alike too. I don't know. Yeah, there's a little bit of like, yeah, yeah. yeah this, now we'll see if you got that spunk that your mom's got. I don't know. It'll be tough to be. Okay. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be fun. I know Curtis is uh, in, is looking forward to today's show, and I hope you are as well. So uh, we're going to get right at it. Uh, Curtis, you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, I am 19. I work for Tina. Um, she's a mortgage agent, so I'm a mortgage agent as well. I do. Uh, I have been starting to look at my own files, but I'm pretty much doing assistant work for her, just trying to gain the knowledge and pick her brain all the time. And just, it's kind of, it's, it's been a learning curve for sure. So I'm trying to learn all I can and take seminars and it's, uh, it's been okay. So um, I like to invest as well and um, invest in real estate too. So. All right. I have a lot of questions for you actually, because uh, I usually give your mom the gears. So now I'm going to give mm. you the gears today. So um, mm. <laughs> listen, this show isn't the same unless you have a little bit of funny moments and enjoy yourself while you're doing it. Right. Um, so tell me a little bit about that. Like, I mean, what got you into the idea of, you know, uh, being a mortgage agent? Well, uh, I was working another job and uh, it was at a warehouse. It was okay. Making, I don't know, the bare minimum, but pretty much it was, it was okay. And I don't know what got to it. I was talking to Tina about it and I just, uh, I wasn't too fond of going to college. I feel like, I mean, it's, it's good if you want to be in like a brain surgeon or something, but if you're just kind of going just to go, just to say you went to college, I just, it, it just seems like a little bit of a waste of money almost. Uh, I'm still considering it, but anyway, okay. so I would talk to uh, mom and she would, she would show me, um, she would show me a pay slip and she was like, well, this is what I did last year. So, and I was like, well, that's not too bad, I guess. It's, and a, good, it's a good living. It's a good living. And she goes in and, and you're, you know, I, I started when I was 40 and I was like, she's like, you started now and started like, you know, really learning as well. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go through the, we'll go through the ropes and we'll, you said you could like, that's in 10 years. And I'm like, well, I was like, <laughs> That's pretty good. So considering like she, she went to, she went to college to be a um, broadcast journalist. Right. And now she's a mortgage agent. And I, like, like I said, she's done pretty well. So that's what kind of got it into me. I know that's kind of like a little selfish answer. You know, sometimes you'd like to, I like to, I like to help people. And (laughs) I I mean, yes, I do actually. But uh, besides that, that's really, that's that's why so good well that's good i mean hey you got a motivator there right which is you see a good living uh good um you know opportunities for yourself and you know i i still i have to tell you like i'm i'm still floored the fact that you're like 19 years old and 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 doing all this right because 
you know, I, I, and I know there's a lot of people in your generation that have focus drive and they're trying to do something with their lives. And most of the time you hear about it, you know, they're either doing something with university or college. Right. Yeah. And so to be as young as you are and have um, some good, some clarity, definitely around what you what you want to do is amazing. Um, I, I joke with, I, I think I joke with everyone too, all the time and I say, God, I wish I had a started in my twenties mm -hmm. because I'd be retired right now. I right. Know. Cause by the time I you know. figure it out. Right. I know that's so crazy. You're doing, you're doing all right. You're setting a, you're setting a pretty serious bar there. Um, so tell us a little bit more. Okay. So your mom is, is obviously with Dominion Lending and you're with Dominion Lending, right. Yeah. And, and you're a mortgage agent. So now have you gone through everything that, that, uh, that you have to, to be fully licensed and, and, and do basically what your mom does? I think so. I think I, in like the grand scheme of things, me and Tina have the same qualification. Okay. We're, we're mortgage agents. Technically I'm a mortgage agent. She is too. Right. I'm trying to, I want her to get the, the brokerage, the actual like brokerage title. I think you have to do like one or two weeks, um, like a training course. And then you're pretty well, you have to take a test and then you're a broker. It's pretty well the same thing to being an agent, but you just got to step up and that's after two years. But technically I I'm not sure if I'm like a, I think I'm her assistant. Like, I'm yeah, not sure like exactly. An or something. Yeah, I'm not yeah. exactly sure how that works right. because, like, I'm on her payroll, I guess. But right. I'm not. Yeah, I think we're like the same person. We're we're the same. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Which is kind of which is kind of cool. But she's obviously way ahead of me. Even like even because like she's been a uh, independent mortgage agent. She worked for the bank since she was probably you know couple years older than I am. Mm -hmm. So she's had, she's been in the finance industry for, for a long time. So I always, uh, sometimes when I'll be talking to people about it, I'll say she's a mortgage wizard. A mortgage <laughs> mom, wizard. mom, mom loved that. She thought that was, she thought that was mine. I said, she's a wizard sometimes with the numbers she could put together, but <laughs> Okay, anyway. you know, I think I think we've just found her uh, Halloween costume because yeah. you're gonna have wizard, to get her a wizard's hat. That's funny. <laughs> For sure. That's funny. Okay, well, you know what, tell me a little bit more about yourself, though, Curtis, like, I mean, obviously, being a mortgage agent is, is, a, is a really cool um, job, you know, like, I mean, working with money. And I think uh, from our conversations in the past, you've always said you have an affinity towards wealth and growing mm -hmm. your wealth and, and making money. It's more like a hobby for you, I think, yeah. in some points, yeah. right? So um, tell us a little bit about that. Because before you became a mortgage agent, yeah. you actually bought your own house, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, and you're, were you 18 at the time? Uh, no, you were I was, 19. I was 19. You were 19. I wanted, I, I was looking last <clears> year, so around, I think it was like October last year, this was kind of before it went nuclear, the friggin' uh, real estate market, but I was looking and um, my birthday's in January, I just passed. So I was like, you know, and Tina's like, you know, it would be awesome if you could have your first, uh, your first property at, uh, at 18. And so anyway, that was, it didn't, it didn't come to fruition. I believe the word is right. didn't come to fruition before I was 18, but I mean, I believe it was in March that I had bought it, I guess. Yep. And then I took possession in June, Okay, June 4th, I believe. And so, you were 19 at the time. And I was, and I was 19. So that yeah. was pretty cool, but I do. Uh, so disappointing. I know. I got, I'm so disappointed in you. I like, know. I mean, you know, you should have had that house closed and done yeah. by 18 years yeah. old. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty cool so far. And uh, they, uh, I have pretty good tenants in there. Whenever they say, Oh, you know, you want an old couple that 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 they don't do much and they just and they're, they're really chill. That's exactly who I have in there. They're an older couple. 
they pay on time. Like they pay early. Sometimes they pay rent early. They, I don't get, Oh, you know, the toilets, you know, Oh, you know, the cat, there's a cat on our lawn. Can you please come get there? They're awesome. And I, I, it's been, it's been pretty good so far. Have you heard horror stories about people who have tenants? Yes, I have. And that's, I mean, I would say that's one thing that drives people away from doing it. Um, but I mean, you got to take some, you got to take some risk and you got to, and the way I honestly look at it, it's, it's kind of a bad way to look at it. But so I do make a slight surplus of, of, of rent each month. So that means that I, uh, my, my expenses, insurance, water, um, heating, hydro, that everything is, is covered by the two, like the two sets of tenants in there. Mm-hmm. And I have a, I have a surplus, I have a surplus. So I make a little bit each month. So even the way I look at it is if I can, if I could say over 25 years, I, I hold this property, have tenants in there, say, you know, maybe one month, somebody doesn't pay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I gotta, I gotta fix the bathroom. So let's just, again, it's such a bad way of looking at it, but I say, even if I can break even each month, mm-hmm. just break even mm-hmm. each month. So, you know, a bathroom costs this and they don't pay. So again, that, that surplus is, 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 is nothing now, right? I just break even, mm-hmm. even at 20 in 25 years, I can sell the property and make 200, 300, 400,000. So okay. that's such a, it, okay. it, it is a bad way to look at it in the, in the sense that, you never want to break even if you can. You want to make you want to make money each you month. Profit, you yeah. want to make profit. You want to make it worth your while. But even if I can just break even on my time, break even, I ne- I don't lose anything each month. Mm-hmm. I can I'll be I'll be set in twenty five years. So okay, kind of cool. with one property, or with, do, you, do you aspire to have more? I I uh, I aspire to have more. I'm currently. I mean, I'm I'm. There's nothing, there's nothing on realtor.ca. There's nothing. I think I'm going to have to go door knocking or something or start calling up people and say, listen, I'll, <laughs> I'll buy your property, okay. but there's, there's no inventory. So it's, okay. I mean, I'm kind of using that as an excuse. I am because I could go door knocking or something, but anyway, but okay. uh, I, I am looking for, I am looking for more. So, so now so, like your next property though, because I guess you, the property you have right now, you purchased it as a first time home buyer, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that comes with some certain benefits when you're yeah. first time home buyer. Um, I think you can put as little as what, 5% down? 5%. Okay. I think in the States, it's 3.5. It's an FHA loan, which is pretty convenient as well. Cause if you can put like, if you can put the least amount down, mm-hmm. you, and if you can stretch it out over 25, 30 years, yeah. you'd be making kind of like the, well, I guess your, your mortgage payment would be higher, but anyway. So yeah, I think the next property will have to be 20%, mm-hmm. but uh We'll see. We'll get creative here. We'll see. We'll see what oh, we yeah? can do. Well, you're going to have to let me know what kind of creative uh, shell games that you're doing, because I think I need to know about that, or at least the listeners would like to know about that. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I, I've, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I work with somebody, but I, uh, I would say he's my mentor. His name's Alfonso and okay. he does real estate. I think he has two, 2000 units or he wants to have 8,000 units, but what he does is he, gets other invest i don't really know i know the concept Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do it and i may uh, i may look into uh like learning from him as well what's Um, the concept so the concept is is you look at like an apartment building Mm -hmm. okay and it may cost three million four million well you get six other investors but you kind of you bring the time you bring the deal Mm -hmm. and then they bring a little bit the cash 
and you get a slice of the pie okay. because you're bringing the deal. You're talking to this, you're doing, you're, you're doing the walkthrough, you're doing all that. So, and then you, you may have to put a little bit down, but you're putting a little bit. If you put any down, it'll be a little bit or less down. And then you can get a little slice of pie, five, 10%, whatever of the owner. I'm not too sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool concept. So it's to bring other investors in, but you kind of bring the deal in. Yeah. So okay. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure on how the like logistics of it work, but I mean, I've, I'm going to consider now, it's, What's his name? Alphonse? Al, Alfonso Quadra. Is, is he out of uh, Cornwall? No, I think no. he's at Ottawa. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, well, that's a cool concept. Yeah. Um, and it kind of leads into another question, right? Because I think as, as exciting as it sounds for what you're doing right now at your age, I think there's a lot of people, in, I think there's many people in your age group that are actually struggling right now, trying to figure yeah. out how to buy their first house, right? Um, what kind of advice would you give them? Like people in their, say their early twenties, mid twenties, or they feel like they're missing out on, you know, uh, the real estate boom, uh, and they're feeling like they've been priced out of the market. Right. So what kind of advice would you give them on that as far as financing or, or purchasing and stuff like that? I would say, um, obviously it's going to be very difficult if you don't, I mean, it's been very difficult. We even see it. There's, you know, people significantly older than me and they're still struggling to buy a house. And it's kind of tough because they have, they have, there was one guy, he had a tool loan in his car. Now his car was a, a very big payment, but like, Again, he's like, you know, I need my car and I need, I need my tools to work. And we're like, I just don't like you just it's it's going to be very tough. Do you have a co-signer? He's like, no, like, no. And I was it's just it's it, it is really difficult. So I, I see kind of like that point of view. I've been very lucky, even like with my mom being a co-signer. So to answer your question, I would say if you're right out of college or you're my age, get a job. And one thing we're going to probably have to qualify you is on a two, two year average Mm -hmm. to use your income. So that can be difficult, especially if you haven't had a job for the past two years, you just got out of college university and you're just, you need, now you're starting to look at buying a house. I would say you're going to need to have a job. I mean, keep, keep debt minimal as much as it's gonna sometimes it is hard because again like with the price with the cost of living it's mm-hmm. just it, it's really hard to get ahead these days and mm-hmm. there's a i believe there's a, a student debt bubble as well oh. i i had some numbers on it not too sure on that but again i think i think there's a student debt bubble as well mm-hmm. meaning there's a lot of kids come out and they just they can't they qualify like- Cause they have so much yeah, debt. Yeah. yeah $40,000, $50,000 in, in student debt. So again, so I would just say, um, like if you need a co-signer, mm-hmm. you're going to need a co-signer. Essentially. If you, if you haven't been working for the past, if you just started to work at a college university, you don't have a two-year income. You're looking to have like to buy a property. I think like you're probably going to need a, a, a co-signer. co-signer. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like I had a co-signer. My dad, me and Brenty are, are, uh, are bunking it in the, <laughs> in the rental, but no, uh, he, uh, he's, he's a co-signer on my property. I think I could have qualified, but just the way it worked out, it yeah. just, I needed a co-signer. So, and I would just say like, save as early as you can, Start like, as soon as possible, even if like you can attest to, if you see compound interest, mm-hmm. like if you start at your 18, but if you started saving at your, 
if you started saving 10% at 18, mm -hmm. um, from the wealthy barber there that you showed me about, um, <laughs> you started saving at 18, right? You'd have one point something million by 65. Okay. But if you started at 23, 24, yeah. how significantly that is shrunk yes. after, yeah. after five years yep. of just, and people say, well, I don't have a lot of money. It's like, you don't need a lot of money, just, right? Yeah. You just need to save consistently 10%, even, even to buy a house. I yep. would say, save 10% of your paycheck, 10%, 10%. It may take you a little bit longer, but again, that's, that's good advice. That's, what it's that's good advice. Yeah. I like, I like, I like uh, that you wrap that in there. So, uh, and I mean, obviously if somebody has to wait, say 24 months to get before they can, you know, be qualified on their income, right. Um, that would you say that poses an opportunity as well, maybe to live at home and save some more money True. if they still stay with, stay with mom and dad and uh, just bite your tongue a little bit. And... I, I never got into that. Actually, that's a really good point. I think that's a great idea to be honest with you. It's, it's kind of like, I don't want to say frowned upon, but it's more like you feel after college, after university, even now, oh, I got to move out. I got to, I got to move out. Mm -hmm. It's like, if your parents let you, I don't, again, it's kind of more, oh, why is he doing that? But if you can like even pay a little bit in, in, in rent, sorry, Three, mom, like 300 but bucks, <laughs> 300 bucks, like compared to 900 bucks yes. and then you need food. Yeah. Okay. You need internet. Yeah. You need Netflix. Yep. Okay. Oh, I'm lonely now. I got to get a cat. Right. I got to get a dog. So there's food and like, you know what I mean? Like the, the expenses. So, so start what you're to, saying is that your generation needs to appreciate their mom and dad a little I bit think more. So. Maybe, yeah, I think so. Maybe give them a couple extra Christmas gifts, but honestly, I think that is a, a smart idea. Okay. If you can like stay at home, minimal payments, for two or three years and you can save, 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 work, 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 save, save, save. Yeah. I think it's doable think, too. Like yeah. when you, when you put it into context, you know, like 5% down and okay, there's, there's not a whole lot you're going to buy on the marketplace right now yeah. for under 500,000. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, yeah. you know, there might be a couple places, but they're destroyed shacks that, you know, <laughs> like you can't even Paper get a box on the side of the street. Can't get an inspection getting. on it. So, yeah. so I think, I think everyone's kind of used now to the average, like just the, to, to get into the market, you're, you're spending at least probably half a million, 500,000, yeah. right? So 5% on that, right. You're looking yeah. at 25 grand. Yeah, which isn't, you know, which again, sounds like a lot, but yeah. putting in our strategy, what we were just talking about is if yeah. you're living with mom and dad and you're making even 30, 40 K a year, yeah. Yeah. you know, and you're saving probably more than 60, 70% of it, there's a good chance exactly. in two years, you're going to have that 25,000. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, what do you think about uh, the idea of, um, you know, like, do you hear about people like their parents giving maybe gifts to help? with the down payment? Yeah, we do. Actually, I've kind of noticed that a little bit. I think obviously parents, they're not, they're not stupid. Um, they can kind of see the, the, the current market situation. It's really hard to get into. So we, we've seen often a, a couple of times, actually the grandparents saying, well, I'm going to die with this money. I would rather see you get into a house and see you and your partner buy, buy a house really, or, you know, buy a car or something anyway so yeah. we see a lot of times again yeah they're just gonna fortunately die with the money so they say i'd rather see you be happy with it and see you spend it and see it go towards something really good so we see often yeah grandparents will, will gift their i think it's gifting 
gifting while living is mm-hmm. the yep. term. Now, That's now it's got to be legit though, right? Yeah. It can't be like a loan. True. Right. True. It's got to be, there's, you, I believe you have to have something in writing that says it's yeah. a gift, right? Often we have uh, like gift letters, usually different lenders have their own gift letters. So right. that's one thing. And then it can only mm-hmm. be again, a, an immediate family member. So grandparents are in there. I don't think aunts and uncles will cut it, but right. yeah. So, so blood, like a bloodline, yeah. a direct bloodline. Right. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you a question. Have you heard, uh, have you heard of this, uh, any strategies around maybe joint couples buying a property? Like, like have, you know, I, I have heard a little bit of mom, uh, like rumblings in the, in the marketplace where, uh, you know, I had clients that came to see me, they're yeah. like in their late twenties and they were like, you know, we, we don't plan on having kids for at least another five years because we want to yeah. build up our wealth. Yeah. And, you know, we want to get into the market soon. So we don't want to yeah. wait two, three years, you know, and rent and, and have that money go out the window. So they asked me this question. What about if we get together with another couple and jointly buy it together? Mm. Yeah. Wow. So is that uh, something that you've, you guys have heard of it, heard of yet? I haven't, I haven't personally heard of that, but I think that's a great idea as well. <laughs> I think that's a decent idea, especially if you could get like a four bedroom house. That's what I mean. Like, like or three like, bedroom or whatever. Cause you only need two, right? You yeah. Have, and both couples don't have true. Kids. True. If you could get a two bedroom duplex or something, you and the other couple live in one, like, especially if you're friends with them. I think that's a cool idea. I've never heard of that. <laughs> wow. That's actually not a bad idea. Well, yeah. you know, the way that came about is actually just the client came to me and asked and said, you know, we're thinking about doing this. And I said, okay, well, you know, as long as you get along, because yeah. obviously if you True. don't, and then as long as both cut, everyone understands that you own 50%, right? Yeah. Each. So actually it works out to be uh 25% each, right? Because okay. there's four people, right? Yeah. So that's, uh, anyways, I think, I think with the new environment around interest rates, like, because I think it's a double-edged sword, right? Right now is that, you, you know, your generation, all generations actually are facing, um, property values that are just huge ridiculous yeah but then on the flip side too we've got interest rates going up so have you guys seen rates going up in the last six months or so and do they do they for do they expect them to go up further in the next two years yeah like so even we got we were getting emails i think it was either thursday or wednesday and it was rates are going up tonight rates are going up tonight rates are going up tonight we're like oh damn we better get some of these files in now like to lock in the rate so even even like when I started, like back in, back in May, I think May, I kind of started working full-time for, for Tina. Um, it was like, you could get in, like a fixed was like one, 1.99. Wow. Like 204 was like, oh, wow, that's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Or like 210. And now like a fixed, a fixed, you know, uh, insured loan is like point seven two point really i would say wow that's a yeah big jump. like now a rental a rental is like 3.09 i don't know i don't i don't look at the uh at, at the rate sheets too often but mm-hmm. like i have since tina's been on vacation so anyway um but yeah no like they've gone up and they are so we listened to the uh the bank of canada they just had a they just released their monetary policy statement mm-hmm. i think their mm-hmm. report and um, they saying that interest rates will need to rise. Yes, they will need to rise because inflation is like 4.9, percent in yeah. Canada and the States, it's even worse. So they're saying like, I, I think, I, I think interest rates needed to rise. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to raise the, uh, the benchmark rate, mm-hmm. but um, 
they uh, they're holding it still for now, which is good if you have a HELOC or a variable rate mortgage, because so basically I don't, I'm not too familiar with it, but it's called the benchmark rate. It's pretty much what Oh, the Bank of Canada benchmark, bank, benchmark the, rate. the overnight rate, the overnight rate. I mm-hmm. think you probably maybe know a little <laughs> bit more about this than I do. It's like what the lenders can borrow yeah. that money from the Bank of Canada. That's so right. that number is tied towards like prime, mm-hmm. like That's right. um, lines of credits will be tied off that, like yeah. variable rates will be tied off that. So that th- they are saying that it's premature and they're saying we're just kind of getting out of the... Um, we're just kind of get, like seeing the worst of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been supply chain issues. Um, we're, they said, the guy said, I forget his name there. He said, uh, we're starting to see the end of, um, of the supply chain issues as well. They think it's a little premature now to raise interest rates be, for whatever reason, but they say they will need to they will need to raise them in order to handle inflation. Right. So, and they're expecting to get a hold of inflation to go from like 4.5% down to their target of 2% by the end of the year. So okay. I don't know how attainable that is. Um, but I'm not, uh, I'm not an economist. So I yeah, no, I, I think we all but the thing is, is that I think I think interest rate plays a huge role in all type of debt servicing. Yeah. Um, let, let me ask you a question. So when when the Bank of Canada, let's say the, the posted rates are whatever they are, when you're looking at the stress test, right? Which yeah. is something that's new, like it came out like I think within the last two or three years. Uh, and and I guess they're using the stress test to make sure that people can afford what they're buying. Yeah. Right. Um, does the stress test number, the interest rate, does that go up as interest rates go up? So yeah, I, I'm honestly not too sure. I'm gonna I would say yes, it will go up as interest rates rise. Mm-hmm. Like when I first again, when I first came in in like June, uh, May, it was at 4.79. So the stress test was at 4.79. Yeah. And I think maybe like August or July, it went up to 5.25. Oh, okay. So it has, so gone it up. has gone up. And then okay. I say, whenever we were watching this, this monetary policy thing, like last week, I was like, so does that mean like distressed it? And Nick mom goes, or Tina, sorry, Tina goes, <laughs> Tina goes, no, that's not what, that's not what they're referring to. And I must ask her three times. I said, so, so like the stress test is going up. She's like, no, not necessarily. That's not go-. like, <laughs> it's, it was kind of confusing to me, but yeah, I think like, again, if, if interest rates, like if a fixed, you know, insurable the file is going to be 3.10 like 3.1 3.15 type of thing right and before they were at 2. Point, like 2.5 2.2.8 mm-hmm. in that range 3% 3.1% right just mm-hmm. depending on the, the certain circumstances but they're going to need, need to i think go i think the stress well. test will need to go up as well yeah. i'm not sure when but I'm surprised it didn't go up whenever they re- released uh, the monetary policy report. But mm-hmm. now let's let's talk about something. Uh, um, I know when it comes to rates, right? A lot of people are saying that you know rate is important. Yeah. You know, it's based on how much you're paying for the debt that you're borrowing, right? Which yeah. is important. But you know, why don't you tell some people? Tell uh, let's talk about a little bit about the benefits of using a mortgage broker, right, over a bank. Right. So what, what would you say to somebody in your age group, say, instead of going directly to your bank, you should come and talk to me as a mortgage agent because of. So, yeah, I would say the bank, they're kind of they have their their strict policies. They they kind of I like to say when the bank says no, 
we say yes type of thing, they're more, I find you're maybe more of a, a number at the bank sometimes, depending on which bank. I'm not too fond of, yeah, I won't, I won't call them out, but anyway, I'm not too fond of one, one, one large bank in Canada. Okay. They really irritate me. And I've heard they irritate people as well, but no, I think being like going to a mortgage broker, mortgage agent, like the bank has these rates. This is what they are. Sometimes they can, they can kind of budge depending on if like they're incentivized to, to keep clients. Right. So but, if you have high net worth or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. They're going to be, Oh, you know, you, this is well, okay. We'll, we'll just, you know, you know what, we'll give you this type of thing, you know? Okay. Right. But uh, no, like for the most part, if like, I think we, we kind of like shop the market around, mm -hmm. we have access to more lenders. We have access, I think, to like 90 plus lenders. Now, most, okay. some of those are going to be private. Right. Um, but like, as, as a rule, there's kind of like four or five, like big kind of monoline lenders that we like to use. Mm -hmm. And they often like carry like pretty, pretty good rates and they're pretty reasonable. They're pretty pretty fast with their service even for me mm -hmm. i mean fast service for me you may not oh who, who i don't really care about you type of thing curtis like whatever but it's like it there's less there's less oh i need this i need the t4 i need this i need i need to show that you know your 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 firstborn is is friggin 23 like you know what i mean like <laughs> so they're very demanding they're very saying. demanding sometimes but like these monoline lenders they're pretty good they have good rates they're really competitive mm -hmm. good service and we just we can kind of shop the market i guess that's right. one kind of pro to right it. so instead of going just with like one uh traditional bank you're yeah. you're going to all these different lenders 40 to 90 lenders yeah. now you mentioned a little bit about private lending Right. Yeah. And what, what, why, why would, so first of all, why would somebody go to a private lender? Well, one thing is kind of coming to mind. Um, I'm not too familiar. I will say I'm not too familiar with, uh, with private mortgages, to be honest, Tina and I haven't uh, gotten too in depth with that. But uh, one, one thing I would say is private lenders are a decent idea if you're an investor, maybe, mm -hmm. because they may not show up on the credit bureau okay. maybe okay. so if you have if you have 80 units that's gonna and and all of them are showing up on your credit bureau and you're you're constantly applying for credit mm -hmm. that may be like mm, yeah. they might not they might not like that especially if you go to apply for a car loan right 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 so a private lender would be a decent idea in that scenario and also depending on like they may they may be a little more common sense based mm-hmm compared to like if you've had some bruised credit or there's a certain aspect of the property that a traditional lender won't like right. private lender is a decent idea mm -hmm. now we just have a client actually a client just uh just called me this week and they went with a private okay so so to your point of, or to my point of not reporting to the credit bureau this actually worked uh, negatively to them because they, they they've had some credit issues in the past right. so they went with this guy okay this private guy to um, I don't know. I don't exactly know if it was to consolidate debt, but they were supposed to go with this guy because he was going to do it. Uh, it was going to be like eight to nine percent interest wow. rate. Okay. You carry higher because there's yeah. more, risk more risk involved. And yeah. why wouldn't you just go to a traditional lender in the first place type of thing? Right. Right. So <clears throat> and but this guy, they're like, OK, you know, we'll go with this guy. And they it wasn't getting and the credit was bad. 
Right. And for the past two years, he hasn't been reporting it to the credit bureau agencies. So Equifax or TransUnion. Hmm. So they went to pull out two years later, they went to go to their bank and they said, like, what do you mean? We can't, we can't like, what do you mean? He hasn't been reporting it. Well, well, you know, and the, it was like, oh, the oh, private lender wasn't reporting the fact that they were making the making the payments. Oh, okay. They said, yeah. like, we've never had any issues. We send them 12 postdated checks and we've never had any issues. I mean, and he hasn't been reporting it to the credit bureau agency. Oh. So hmm. it was like, it was, it was, it was a pretty uh, raunchy credit score, but <laughs> okay. I'm sure it would have been, I'm sure it would have been like significantly better if, if they, they had, had been reporting payments. it yeah. if they had some payments they had some clean history at yeah. least on the mortgage on on like on a mortgage end of it so anyway that's kind of a story on how it was negatively impacted but right. anyway so all right well you know what that, that's some really that's that you've provided some very useful information i think we had some great conversations about some of the ideas that people can use to get ahead right now um tell me about uh who are your mentors? Like who are the people you look up to right now? Like, what are you reading? Um, I like Grant Cardone. That's one guy I really uh, like, do you know? No. Okay. Tell me about that. He's from, uh, he's from the States. Um, he does real estate investing. He had his own, um, I think it was like sales company teaching mm-hmm. like businessmen how to sell better. And then he got into real estate and it was, I'll let you guys look at that. Look him up. He's a, he's a pretty, he's a pretty cool guy. Um, he's kind of controversial a little bit. Some people don't like him, but I like him. He's got good ideas and he's kind of doesn't give a, give a crap. A what woo-hoo. people think. A woo-hoo. <laughs> I won't say, I won't uh, get vulgar, but anyway, I would say Grant Cardone, Robert Kiyosaki, yeah. his, his book, rich dad, poor dad, uh, the Bible. Yes. Have you read it? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, I've heard of it. Though. Read it. Yeah? I'm telling you, okay. I do like, up, up until covid okay i never read a book and if people who know me Once maybe there's for, people well, how'd you get through school well <laughs> i'm kidding uh, like not i i read a book just because they were just read this book right. like to kill a mockingbird yeah. no chance okay. i'm not reading that <laughs> and anyway up until covid i just kind of got i just started i don't know i get i feel like i got really lucky there and i just started watching like youtube videos on and I would start reading a book. Mom's like, you never read a book in 18 years. And I'm like, I don't know what happened to me. So I started to read. Anyway, I got my hands on uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Okay. I like to keep that one a secret. Okay. Oh, a secret. A secret. Because it is like, not everybody needs to get rich is what I say. Not <laughs> everybody needs to get rich. Like this okay. is the Bible. All right. If you're looking to build wealth, I'm telling you. Okay. Like it is awesome. Anyway, Robert Kiyosaki. Give me the promise. Awesome. Give me, give me the so, calls. Pretty much it's the, the poor kind of the when they get a paycheck the first thing that they do is they spend it on liabilities and liabilities that they think are assets so cars Mm. um i would say cars is a really good one like the poor and the middle class will when they get a paycheck they they get a big bonus they go they buy a car when they think it's an asset when it's not an asset it's depreciating it's it's every second you're driving it it is losing value he said pretty much he has this like the quadrant i guess so wealthy people once they get their paycheck they put it into here it's kind of like a little graph mm-hmm. and it's just the way oh it's just uh, it, he just says the wealthy buy assets the wealthy buy assets the first thing they do with their money is they buy assets they right. buy assets and it's just oh and buy buy property 
and that cash flow makes oh it's it's a great book you're pretty good okay so you sold me on it i'm gonna get, it's a great book I'm gonna um, get this one, right? i would say i like it um graham stefan he's a youtuber as well i watched him a lot um and uh shout out to alfonso quadra he's from ottawa okay. he i was in his mastermind group and he's uh that's the guy i was referring to earlier he's okay. uh he's a cool guy as well he's pretty intelligent and uh, i think he's got like 2000 units across Canada, something like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, I've been uh, learning from him as well. So. All right. So I think maybe you need to have your own YouTube channel. I know. And talk cool. a little bit about, uh, you know, the, the 20 somethings building wealth and how to, how to become a millionaire by the time you're 30. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Well, tell you what, Curtis, why don't you give us a little bit of background on how people can get a hold of you and connect with uh, your, uh, with your partner, Tina Murray. So uh, I would say, <laughs> I am on Instagram, like any other uh, teenager or um, young person, I suppose. I'm on Instagram, Kurt Murray02. I don't, I use it sometimes. Facebook, have that, don't really use it. Um, Snapchat, if you like to Snapchat me, um, reach out to my Instagram and then I'll give you my Snapchat. But no, uh, you can get a hold of us on our website. Yeah. What's um, I think it's Tina at, no, www.ivegotamortgageforthat.com. Tina's got an Instagram as well. Maybe I should have showed that out. But anyway, um, uh, at I've got a mortgage for that. I think I think that's what it is. Perfect. I've got a mortgage for that. And uh, Facebook, same thing, probably. So God, yeah. you're yeah, I like it. I like it, man. You're doing the best. You're doing the best. I love it. You're dog paddling. You're, yeah. You know, you're getting it going. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, most I and I, I what I really like, Curtis, about you is that you're not afraid to fail, right? Like you're stepping and leaning into the fears. So uh, kudos to you. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. Um, Thank you. And I'm sure that your mom slash your partner, Tina, mm -hmm. is probably boss. boss. Yes, is probably just loving the fact that you're working with her because she gets to spend more time with you. She gets yeah. to mentor you. And and so it, you got a great team there. I think uh, you're going to have to expand the uh, hire some more people. Keep on building Maybe, the yeah. building the, uh, the the, you know, the whole the whole team. So that's awesome. Okay, so we're going to leave it at that for today. You know how to get a hold of Curtis and Tina. Um, for those of you that want more information about other professionals in the group, check out uh, mycleanbreak.ca. Uh, lots of podcasts, blogs to read, and people to connect with to help you get through to the other side of any type of uh, life transition. So on that note, take care of yourselves, take care of the people around you, and we will see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. mycleanbreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.